I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files today. Allison. Uh huh. It's about vacation. Courtney, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> so I was gone for two weeks. Uh-huh. I went to the Midwest, America. Uh, I did a pilgrimage to, you know, corn. Uh huh. I guess. Uh huh. And hot dogs. Yeah. A lot of hot dogs. Um, I, and you were alone. I was very alone. <laughs> So alone. Well, I haven't actually listened to our feed. Like, what did you get up to? Did you, uh... I did some hard-hitting journalism. Uh Uh-huh. About Millennium, the show. The show. The show Millennium. Uh Uh-huh. The Chris Carter show Millennium. Uh Uh-huh. The very bad show Chris Carter. As it turns out, Uh quite bad. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) So what you're saying is I should never leave you again. Please never leave me again. <laughs> I think the audience will agree. No. <laughs> it was so good that I don't even want to do this podcast anymore. I just oh. want you to sing Millennium songs. <laughs> Please. Oh, I do love that Will Smith. Anyway, we're back. Uh-huh. We're um here. Uh-huh. We're still queer. Yeah. I'm full of many more deep dish pizzas than I should have been. And I'm still... Super ill. <laughs> so it's like, eh, same, same. Same, same. It's like we never left. <laughs> We're talking about Dreamland Part Duh. Uh-huh. Which is weird because we left off and I watched this episode three weeks ago and didn't review it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be a roller coaster. Well, I watched it last night and it made me mad. Excellent. Well, let's read that Netflix description on Allison. Okay. Season 6, Episode 5 of The X-Files, Dreamland, Part 2. Mulder struggles to return his life to normal as Skelly begins to suspect that there are other reasons behind his strange behavior. Now, at the beginning of this episode, there was a recap. There was? There was a recap. Yes, there was. And I, again, always think to myself, why do we bother watching Part 1 where we can just watch the recap and it could tell us the, the simple things? Fair. There's an agent. He, he's old and bad, and he works at Area 51, mm-hmm. and he, him and Mulder and Scully saw a UFO, mm-hmm. and then Mulder and him switch bodies, and there's hijinks. Uh-huh. And he doesn't want to get to back to his body, but Mulder does. And women? They're bad. And women, they're bad. And your daughters are also bad, and why would you want to go back to that and life? And your wives? Really bad. <laughs> that was the recap of this episode. Uh-huh. Really. So, there is a narrator to begin with. Yes. Can you talk to me what what he's saying? It's extremely wacky. It's a very (laughs) wacky narrator. So, this is Morris Fletcher, the guy that Mulder switched bodies with, and he's narrating about Mulder's life. Yes. And it's all like, Fox Mulder. (laughs) Daniel Stern from The Wonder Years came in. (laughs) Joined tag team with Ron Howard and just fucking narrated the shit out of this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. It was wacky, it was goofy, a goof em up. I guess. Yeah. I don't remember laughing, though. <laughs> I certainly don't. In fact, I wrote the note, are you fucking kidding me? Now, during this kind of recap, it talks about Mulder's childhood. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and about how he could have been great if it weren't for his sister and blah, blah, blah. 
<laughs> Wait, what? Because once again, women. <laughs> he could have been great, but his sister was kidnapped, so fuck her. So just fucked him all up, and that's her fault, really. Now, I have written down uh, something that I believe um, Chris Carter kind of made a goof mm-hmm. with. M- baby Mulder, little, little, uh, little child Mulder, he was wearing a Spock outfit. He was wearing a Spock outfit. I disagree. Okay. I think he is an asshole and therefore is a Kirk. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't Kelly wo- be the Spock? Yes, exactly. He's womanizing. He fights first. He doesn't think things through. And uh, he deserves that yellow shirt. Hmm. I don't think he's a Vulcan at all. I'm not familiar enough with Star <laughs> Trek to say otherwise. Okay. <laughs> the hey, what about that new spaceship in the Star Wars? Is it good? I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to be a bad nerd. Okay. <laughs> um, 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 so Mulder gets a uh, he gets arrested. He gets arrested in Nevada. Yeah, they got set up. Uh huh. Yes. And they take him back to the Area 51 stockade. With General Grandma. With General Grandma. And I was so excited that she was back. Yeah, she's back better than ever. She's like Maverick. She is like Maverick, and she's telling uh, Mulder all these hot shot stories. I was just so excited to get to see this actress back doing her thing. And then it, that made me think about maybe that is what I like about body swap episodes is not just that you get to see actors performing different roles, but you get to see actors that you wouldn't normally see in those roles. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We don't want a hot shit, uh, I think she was Hopi. Yeah. Hopi grandma just, like, being, like, maverick and shooting the shit with someone. We never get to see that. Yeah, so with a body swap episode, you know, you get to things, see things that mainstream, uh, Hollywood doesn't let you see. That was, that's very informative, Allison. Hey, I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. I'm smart sometimes. You are, hey, you are. Mm. Agent blah, blah, blah. What's his name? What's which his name? which one? The agent who did the swap. Morris Fletcher? Fletcher. Oh, God, that's such a bad name. Mm-hmm. Fletcher. He go to Mulder's apartment. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. Because he got a, he got a Scully date? He has invited Scu- Scully. Ugh. Basically, Scully gets uh, suspended for two weeks. And he's like, oh, dang, uh, because he told on her. That's yeah. why she gets suspended. <laughs> um, and then uh, he invites her over for dinner for a home-cooked meal. Now, this is n- not the first time that a body-swapped molder has brought Scully over to his apartment. It really isn't. It really isn't. How do they get away with this? <laughs> again and again and again? I don't again know. Again and again? And sexually harass Scully, our sweet Scully, again. It's just... It's a lot. It's not. It's a lot. You know what also is a lot? Mm-hmm. The fact that Mulder actually does have a bedroom. Yeah. He does. He does. It's just full of boxes. It's just full of boxes. <laughs> now, Fletcher cleans Mulder's house, mm-hmm. which is nice. Do you think Fletcher bought the water bed in? Oh, or, yeah. 100%. Or you think that... Wait. Do you think Mulder had the water bed Oh, that's a good question. I do think Fletcher bought it. You do? Yeah. Oh, but I wouldn't put it past Mulder. Have you ever have you ever um experienced the waterbed? I had a waterbed for several years as no. a child. Yeah, absolutely I did. Tell me about that decision making process. Um 
I don't know. It was like basically from the time I got my own room. Yeah. Um. So you were like what? How old? <laughs> I don't know. Ten. No, younger oh, than younger, that. younger. Yeah, because I had it in my first house that I lived in, and okay. we moved when I was going into grade two. Okay. Oh, wow. You so are an OG waterbed. OG, very young waterbed child. And it wasn't even, like, I had a waterbed in that house, and then I upgraded to a bunk bed. So it was oh. very early on in my life that I had a waterbed. I just, waterbeds were a very 90s thing. You don't see waterbeds anymore. Were they... Like, what made your parents want to buy their six-year-old a bed that could start a flood? <laughs> if I'm being honest, I think yeah. one of my brothers had it before and it got oh, passed down to it me. it was a hand-me-down. <laughs> hand-me-down waterbed. That's the grossest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What's in there, Allison? Oh, just fluids. What's in there? <laughs> so many. You have to replen. Do you have to replenish the waterbed? I don't know because nothing comes out of it. Nothing comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you're like six, it doesn't hurt your back. I couldn't imagine it's a great sleep. I would not want to sleep on one oh, now. God. But as a kid, you're like, I'm sleeping on a fucking lake, motherfuckers. I love this. <laughs> one of my friends had one, and I just. Every time I went over, I just wanted to pop it so bad. Oh, you can't. Mm, I want to pop it. <laughs> You'd never be invited back. I know. Now, the thing about this bed that I actually want to talk about yes. is the sex mirror. Ah, the sexual mirror. The uh, sexual ceiling mirror <laughs> for, you know, sexual ceiling. <laughs> like now, sexual healing. It hey it is now okay. Let's talk about sex mirrors. Let's talk. <laughs> I I was been, I have been waiting for this moment forever. <laughs> Allison, uh-huh. let's talk about sex mirrors. Let's talk about sex mirrors. Okay, the placement. Yeah, it's it's very important. Okay, I don't think a sex I don't think a sex mirror on the ceiling works very well. I think a sex mirror on the ceiling is for people who have never experienced any form of body dysmorphia. <laughs> well, okay, that, number one, oh, that. <laughs> As someone who has, say, a giant mirror right next to their I bed. I am looking at that right now and just kind of hey, thinking, hmm, That's my full body sex that's mirror. That's your sex mirror right there. <laughs> uh, listeners, my closet... Uh, my house was designed in the 70s, so therefore all my closets are not wooden closets. They're mirror closets. Mm-hmm. And so my mirror closet spans the full length of my boudoir bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so so when um, I, I uh, you know, plan a night of coitus, we have to make sure the... <laughs> The mirrors are in the right place, so I don't look over and see myself. Yeah, because that ruins the whole mood. So I don't understand how people are having sex mirrors to put them in the mood. I think the ceiling sex mirrors is just the illusion of sex, because really, like, there's not many positions where both people can enjoy... Well, this is the thing, right? Okay, so if you're on the bottom... You're on the bottom. You're looking up, you see, like, just basically someone's like This is just, like, missionary. Yeah, 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 just missionary. If you're on the bottom, you're on the you, bottom. Someone's on top of you. You just see a sweaty see their back, whole sweaty back and butt. Oh, you see, and the they're butt. just like their hunched legs. <laughs> they're like curled over you, yeah, just and- like ramming it in. And you're like, mm, "This is sexual for me." 
I can see everything. It's turning me on more. Mm. Please continue to ram. <laughs> That's actually how I have sex. Please yeah. continue to ram, please. <laughs> please continue ramming. I I'm almost like... to completion. <laughs> One more wait, ram and wait, I'll be good. I have to move the mirror. <laughs> it's not picking up the full ram. Oh my god. I don't think sex, I, I think sex, the idea of sex mirrors, people are like, ooh la la, but, ooh, but it's, it's not. It's Austin Powers. Oh, it is. Isn't it? It's very Austin Powers. But it doesn't make me horny, baby. No, it doesn't. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me flip the table a bit. Please. <laughs> I think you need a second mirror. What do you, what? Wait, hold on. I think the second mirror Needs to be a mirror finish on your bed. So it's just reflecting into itself in eternity. (laughs) Infinity infinity sex mirrors, please. Oh my god. I was going to say funhouse sex mirror. So that when you. Yeah, that would really help the body to smoke me out. Yeah, yeah. Because then when you're laying on your back and you're you're being rammed, um, you're looking up. Oh, the butt skinny? And now it's fat. You're just like. Ha 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 ha. That's so funny. It's all ripply. Me. Me. I'm funny. <laughs> I think we solved it. Yeah. I think we solved the sex the sex mirror mystery. Yeah, we did. Okay. We nailed it. We nailed it. Ooh. Ooh. Let's look into my sex mirror as we say that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Sex mirrors. Not great. That's that's our that's our that's our are saying. Yeah. Okay. So in this scene, Scully confronts Fletcher Morris after they have a couple drinks on the old boudoir. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking up oh, at the... Yeah. Laughing, looking up at the sex mirror. Has, like, I don't know about your sexual history, but no one has been like, sit on my bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just come into my bed and sit on it. Well, to be fair, the majority of my sexual history has happened in dorm rooms. <laughs> So that's the only sitting area. So it's kind of like, come sit in the only place there is to sit. Like, for example, if I brought someone over to my house, I have one chair in front of my computer and then my bed. So I would very much say, come sit on my bed. So let's let's not not throw stones, people who have houses with couches. (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. As soon as I was saying that, I'm like, wait a minute. Because that has happened to me. Yeah. If I've I'm, gone into someone's room, dorm room, and they're like, I have this computer chair. This is what I got. And, <laughs> and a twin bed. And I'm like, I don't live in a dorm room, but no. I also don't have very much furniture. <laughs> you're you're minimalistic. Yeah. I value my computer game playing space over yes. a sitting down and talking to human space. You have two screens. Wow, I'm the worst. <laughs> two screens, zero couches. <laughs> Yep. That's how Allie lives. Wanna watch me game, babe? <laughs> That's how they live their life. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can see you with someone perched on your fucking knee as you as you play. Just go a couple rounds and grab hey, keeper. Hey baby. Check out my two screens. No couch though. Oh, you wanna see my bone pile? You're sitting on it. Did you say Graveyard Keeper? Yeah, I'm playing Graveyard Keeper. Is that like Stardew Valley, only yeah, it's Graveyard? Like, it's like Stardew Valley, only it has some very sinister elements, and also it's very anti-Catholic church. Oh my god. 
Can I? Did I tell you that I got into Stardew Valley? You you should play Graveyard Keeper. Yeah. You'll love it. Is it on the Switch? Mm. No, no, not oh. yet. I don't play computer. I only games. play on the Switch. <laughs> no, my computer doesn't have enough room for a computer. I games. subscribe to Switch Gamer Magazine. Why? Because I'm part of the Switch Elite. Excuse me. <laughs> Are you switch shaming me? <laughs> yes, but ironically. Sorry. Not any not everyone has two screens, Allison. <laughs> okay? I have the one screen. Well, I'm so sorry. And it's full of World of Warcraft. You know if you You know what you will have two screens if you just play your DS. That's true, I know. No, I put away my DS because I stopped playing Animal Crossing and now I'm afraid to go back. Yeah, because it's been a million years it, and they'll be like, hey dude, what the fuck? <laughs> You were our best friend. We were waiting for you. We talked to you every day. I and did. then you just left. And then you left and you didn't tell us where you were going. And we've all been like, where where did they go? You were building a new a new fucking clock tower and now you did now it's still not done yet. Do you think everyone would have moved out? Do you think that's your Sagrada de Familia? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For sure. Your Animal Crossing Clock Tower. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I should never finish it. Never finish uh-uh. it. Uh-uh. And then maybe two gay ice skaters will propose in front of it one day. <laughs> if only. Okay. Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, Fletcher Morris... So, okay, so Skelly handcuffs him to the bed because she's, like, trying to pretend it's going to be a kinky sex play. Oh. Which is... Oof, oof, oof. Um, Just two people having kinky sex with, like, oh, we're going to tie you up. <laughs> they didn't even eat yet. Gonna- <laughs> they're not going to eat yet. <laughs> this guy had a stew on, and they're going <laughs> to... It's going to boil okay. over. Stew is... Would stew be the meal that you made? When you were going to try to seduce someone in your boudoir. A nice stew? With your sex mirror. <laughs> you got to really think about what you're going to eat before a you go nice, under that sex mirror. A nice beefy stew. <laughs> Maybe some lentils in there. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. I've been hitting the, 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 the hummus real hard. Oh, the yeah. hummus. Can't go in front of the sex mirror after that. No, no, you can't. I got to the bloat. I now I made uh, last night I would made what would be described as a nugget mistake. Mm. Mm. How many is a nugget mistake? Well, it, it's not that many, but no. I am sick, so I can't eat as much. But I did accidentally order twenty nuggets instead yeah. of ten. Okay, and then how was it an accident or was it just like it was fuck an, it? It was an accident. Oh, yeah. Because just... now you can order food online where you don't have to talk to anybody. Oh. And I wasn't paying attention. I ordered... You pushed too many buttons. I did. I ordered a full 20 nugs, <laughs> went straight to town on them, and then felt terrible. Now, did you feel terrible, like, nug 14, and you're like, I got... Yeah, I, yeah. I still got six more nugs. I gotta keep going. Like, they're hot and everything. <laughs> they gotta go see their family. Maybe if they were cold, I wouldn't eat them, but they were still hot. I gotta put them in my gullet. Yeah. They gotta go beyond the gullet veil. <laughs> I can't separate a family out of no, that's, that's 20 chicks that all gotta be together. They're born together, they're gonna die together. <laughs> that's how it works. In my tum-tum. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that wasn't great? No. No? It was a mistake. What kind of sauce did you use oh, on those bad boys? sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. That's a lot of sweet and sour. I know! You didn't even, you didn't even change it up? No. None? No. Oh, I buddy. like me classics. <laughs> 
Can I tell you, Chicago is a fucking wasteland. What? Because they're anti-ketchup. What? They are... Okay, Chicago dogs. Mm -hmm. Let me talk to you about them. Chicago's. By the way, guys, we haven't seen each other for two weeks, so this podcast is just us catching up. Oh, yeah. This episode was bad and we don't care about (laughs) it. Okay, Chicago dogs. If you're from Chicago, you can fight me. I'll give you my address. Chicago dogs. Mm -hmm. You got a sesame seed bun. No, Mm -hmm. poppy seed bun. Oh. It's very fluffy. Okay. You got a wiener. The Vienna beef. It's got Mm -hmm. a snap to it. That's good. I like it. Sorry, it's got a snap to it? It's got a snap to it. Like a ginger snap? Like when you bite into it. you break it it in half? Just feel that skin burst. Oh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. They also call them red hots, which I'm a fan of. Ooh. Now, on top of that, you got the hellish... Like, I love it. The hellishly green, neon green relish. Oh, like in the pictures. Like, they add, like, yellow and blue food coloring to it (laughs) to make it really stand out. You add raw onions. Just a whole heap of them. You add little pickled jalapeno peppers. Mm -hmm. You add some tomatoes. And the tomatoes are, like, like quartered. It's, like, big tomatoes. Big tomatoes. On top of that whole... Just messy little creature. You put a whole, like a, a quarter of a dill pickle lengthwise. What? This is my nightmare. Like across it. It is spread across mm. it. If you put it in a sex mirror, you wouldn't even see the wiener. You'd only see the pickle. <laughs> That's how I prefer it. So it is just a messy, sticky, sloppy boy mm-hmm. that you try to eat. And you're like, you know what would really cut, like everything some ketchup some ketchup would no none they do not allow you to put ketchup on this bad boy wow zero mustard okay ketchup mustard is a sin allison i had to eat my french fries raw i had a raw dog it with no ketchup why is chicago like this chicago why you're fucking why you're elitist fucking hot dog sin just go be like Portland. Just have organic ketchup. Oh my god! Anyway, when we came home, I ate two. We've ate two Chicago dogs. They were okay. I mean, there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we came home. The first thing we ate was two Japa dogs. Nice. Oh, oh hell yeah! Oh. So fight me, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, that was my hot dog sin that it's I very made. Big, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um. Morris Fletcher's handcuffed to the bed. He says, yeah, okay, so what? I'm not Mulder. You saw my wife. You think I want to go back to that? She's a shrill harpy, don't you know? And she is. She is. Because <laughs> she, she is. Was, she was written that way. Oh, can I tell you my favorite thing about this scene? Oh, good. Um, So Scully's like, oh, well, what about your contact at the Area 51? Like, what, yeah. what about that? And he's like, oh, I haven't heard from them. And then they call. Ugh. And the answering message picks up. Mm-hmm. And the answering message says, I can't come to the phone because I'm, I'm entertaining a very special lady right now. Oh, Can he... we talk about a specialized answering machine message? He recorded that. A one time only. <laughs> very specific, one night only recorded answering machine message. Gosh, that's a lot of labor that you put into your answering machine. How often do you change that bad boy? Now, Allison, I'm gonna I'm gonna do tit for tat here. How often did you change your I am away screen message? Oh, depends how old I was. (laughs) I'm gonna say twenty times a day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From grades nine to twelve, yes. Oh, so many. 
So maybe he's just, you know, that's his old um, AOL instant messenger situation. Someone reminded me the other day online of the thing of like being on MSN Messenger and signing out and then signing back in again just to remind your crush that you're there. <gasps> and I hadn't thought about that in so long. I'd never heard about that. Oh, yeah. So you see the name and it's you like the subliminal. Name. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, a little pop up comes up and says, "Hey, Allison, hey, Allison, hey, hey, talk to me, and hey, hey, to hey, we're in grade nine, talk to me." God, I, I think our generation are the best typers. We didn't, oh yeah, we didn't learn with Mavis Beacon. No, we learned her. with fucking AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, absolutely. People today, they don't know how to type real fast. My students are really impressed. I can look away from the the keyboard and type as I. I feel like Discord is helping with that. Discord a bit. is really. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's the oh, it's it's very. It's a good skill to have. It is okay. So he he leaves a very bad personal message on his answering machine, mm-hmm. and now Mulder's never going to change that. No, never, because he doesn't know how. Nope, because <laughs> he's a Kirk, not a Spock. <laughs> What happens next, Courtney? <laughs> I watched this episode three weeks ago. I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> they go to, oh, they go to the a bar. bar. They go to the bar. The bar is very good. Yeah, they go, the bar is very, it's a very alien-themed Area 51 bar. Yeah. And they go so that he, um, Fletcher Morris as Fox Mulder, can go meet up with this contact. Yeah. And then Mulder, who's gotten out of jail for some reason. How did he get out of jail again? Oh, yeah. So they bring him into the main guy's office, the head honcho's office. And he's like, so you... What? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think he... it was like, I, I'm i doing something and I couldn't... Sneaky. And I couldn't trust any of you. Because exactly. he had the flight recorder and then he traded it. Yes. For... Honestly, even <laughs> watching it, this whole thing was lost on me. <laughs> Anyway, he got it. He did get out of it. Yeah, he did get out of that. So gym. now he's okay. He is. Uh, Mulder brought the shrill harpy wife mm-hmm. to the bar because he's trying to convince her that he's someone else, and also that there are people following them, and also that they should be nice to one another. I guess. I guess. And he orders her a white wine, white wine at a bar, a white wine. Mm. <laughs> um, and then he says, "Have another white wine." And but guess who's also there? Fletcher, Fletcher and Mulder's and, body and skulls and the general and the general who's the source who is the actual source and the general didn't mean to crash the UFO. He just really wanted to see Mulder to see it. Yeah, basically he wanted to crack the the cloaking device. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's a comedy of errors because they're all <laughs> in the same place. Ooh, <laughs> who's oh, going? Whomst is going to see whomst? <laughs> Well, Mulder goes outside, and he sees Scully, gets in the car with her, and they have a chit-chat. Yeah. And then his harpy wife comes out and sees them together and gets real mad. Yeah. And then Morris briefly sees his wife in the bar and looks at her wistfully. Yes. Um, And then the Mulder, there's a very cute, quote-unquote, scene in the men's bathroom. (laughs) Where Mulder is going to beat up Fletcher Morris, and then he doesn't, and they both peek out of a bathroom stall. Yes. And they they kiss. <laughs> they don't kiss! <laughs> oh, man. Okay. You if, don't think... Hold on. You don't think Mulder would kiss himself? I think he would, but here's my question yes. for you. Yes. yes. Would yes. you... If you... Say you body swap with your husband. <laughs> would I you not, kiss yourself? <laughs> I'm not my type. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm defo, not my type. <laughs> I'm whiny. I'm not that funny. 
Or what? I'm too self-deprecating. But it would be him in your body. But I still see myself. But it would say things like he says. It would say that. <laughs> so it would be a better Courtney. No, that's not what. <laughs> I mean, it would. <laughs> no. A much saucier Colin. <laughs> no one could control this Colin. He'd take over the world. Now, no. if I swap bodies, because yeah. this is my version of that, yeah. if I swap bodies with my cat, Duchess, okay. I would. <laughs> I mean, your cat, Duchess, does take showers with you. She so does, yeah. She is very intimate with um, you. I would want her to give me just a little kiss on the head, like <laughs> I give to her every day. <laughs> my little baby princess. And you would spend your days lying around eating um, lobster mush. Oh, she doesn't like the lobster anymore. Oh, she no? actually like only likes chicken and turkey. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. And shitting in a in a dirt pile. What do you think cat litter is like? <laughs> Little stones. Yeah, it's it's not like a dirt pile. No, what is it? It's just like it's like a, a clumping litter. It's not. I don't mean my clumping. cat shit in the dirt. What do you mean? Well, clumping litter is like when the cat piss in the litter. Yeah. Okay. Um, it all clumps together. So that it makes. It makes a piss we, crystal? Have we never talked about this? No. no. It makes a piss boulder. What? Yeah. It clumps together into like a hard boulder and it makes it easier to scoop. And that's what I call them piss boulders when I'm scooping her little cat litter bin out. So it's not dirt. And that's why... No, it's not dirt. Oh. It's like special science crystals. And that... Um, <laughs> science rocks, if you will. And that's why the scoops have the slats in them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen a cat litter scoop. I have seen that. Then, I don't think I've actually seen cat litter. Because then it filters out both the poops and the piss boulders. Oh, I was wondering how you clean the piss. Yeah, it just... You get it... Well, some cats don't like clumping litter. Can I... But it's very convenient. Can I... Can I, can I part the curtain for a bit? Please. Maybe I thought cats piss like snakes piss. How do snakes piss? It's just, it's like poop. It's like a white poop. No, cats piss like we do. <laughs> Is it on the toilet? No, well, some do, and that's very exciting. That's very exciting. Um, they, they, It's a hot piss. It's a hot liquid piss. Yeah, it's definitely a hot piss. Then they turn into boulders. And then it becomes a boulder. Okay. My snake, my snake, their her piss is just white poop. Is that really piss then? Yeah. <laughs> you tell her she doesn't piss. <laughs> you look her straight in the eye. That's what nacho cheese does <laughs> look too. Look her straight in the eye and say you don't. Piss. You don't piss. You fucking pleb. <laughs> you fucking <Poser>. weeb. <laughs> oh my poor snake. Okay. We go to the shipping container. Yes. The Gerblins. Oh, this was rough. Home this was a bad sweet scene. home. And Scully walks in with the flight recorder and gives it the Gerblins and says, figure this out. Now, I Next. thought R.L. Stein Gerblin would have a much looter um, cooking apron than he did. Yeah. It it what it, it probably was like kiss the chef or whatever. I thought he would like turn around and it's those cooking aprons that it's a girl's body in a bikini. Oh my or something. god, absolutely! Yeah, I would imagine that would be the case. <laughs> I was always. I think I had my sexual uh, one of my sexual arousings when I your sexual arousing. Yeah, when I would go to Seaside, Oregon, and they would have those like T-shirts with the like bodacious babe bodies, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the boobs were like 
dinner plate size and round, and then the bikini were these like little triangle just covering the nipple a little. Oh yeah, yeah. And they yeah. were cartoony. I'm like, why am I into that? I'm into this? <laughs> I had the same experience with right? like with like Age of Empires, you know. <laughs> When they when the priest wears its little bikini. No, in Age of Mythology, there's yeah. like you pick like the different like gods that you want to follow, and oh. like the Egyptian gods are all uh-huh. like these cat ladies with big boobs. Fuck yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I'm not a furry. <laughs> you mean you didn't have a crush on like Darkwing Duck? No, D- no, no. Didn't everyone? No, I thought everyone. did. I was more of a. Hmm. Launchpad McQuest. <laughs> I like that Dorito size body. <laughs> Triangle. Just tiny little legs. What kind of package you think Launchpad McQuack has? <laughs> well, he's a duck, yes. so it's a spiral. <laughs> His upper body is so big, and he's got the tiniest little legs. Just, he's got a little his, corkscrew dick in there. His pelvis is just the size of a fucking quarter. <laughs> My dude, <laughs> just all—he's like a gorilla. Oh. Launch pad. Launch pad. What are you launching from that pen? <laughs> Nothing. Can't. Don't have enough girth. <laughs> he's gotta do ass day. Gotta work that booty. Gotta do leg day at least. Just some <laughs> squats, my. Just I don't. That wouldn't even help him because they're so like disproportionate to his fucking chest. Why are you body shaming Lashad McQuack? <laughs> he can't help it. God made him this way. He's perfect. Duck God made him this way. <laughs> I just found him very disrupting to the whole duck aesthetic. <laughs> disrupting. Because <laughs> all the other ducks are very proportionate. Mm-hmm. He but was he not. walks in he just like, like a, a fucking, fucking Dorito. Fucking triangle man. Like <laughs> Captain America. Like <sighs> Jesus. Oh, it'd be hard to buy pants. It would be hard. You'd have to buy little ducks pants. Little <laughs> gosling pants. Little duckling pants. You think... Well, I was going to say he borrows Huey, Dewey, and Louie's pants, but they don't wear pants. No, they don't. Because he's got them all. He's bought the shops out. (laughs) You think Michael Cohen wants us back on his podcast? (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, They go, what are are the gremlins? Oh, God. Okay, so there's some very bad things that happen in this uh, this scene. Yeah. Um, So the gremlins are trying to figure it out. And meanwhile, Fletcher Morris is being a real ding-dong. And he's saying, oh, I love all these little rumors that you guys put out that I put in your heads. Like, I made all these up. Like, he says that Saddam Hussein doesn't exist. And it's actually an actor named John Gilnitz who, quote-unquote, plays good ethnics. (laughs) He's Italian. We found him in Brooklyn. Oh, boy. This, of course, having been filmed prior to Saddam Hussein's death. Oopsies. And and deposement. Deposement? Deposement? I guess so. You're asking me. Uh, You're a history teacher. I don't know. Uh, And then also he holds up a headline that says, Monica, minx or mandroid? And he says, this is one of mine. And that's about Monica Lewinsky. Mandroid? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh! A uh, motherfucking huh? 
Once again, transphobia is the joke. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Oopsie. Whoopsie doodles. Whoopsie doodles. Gosh. Okay. <sighs> now, and then, okay, so then we go to the desert. And there's a man in the desert. Yeah. And he's looking up at the stars. Uh-huh. And uh, behind him, oh, his two friends yeah. are making whoopee. Um, <laughs> are they? Yeah. And That's, then. Can I, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's really uncool. What? <laughs> if you go to the desert, you're high AF uh-huh. with your friends, your girlfriend, and your best boy. Uh-huh. And you're like, sorry, bro. I'm going to go fuck over here. <laughs> Gotta fuck. I brought my fuck desert blanket. We're just gonna fucking smash. Courtney, when you gotta fuck, you gotta fuck. <laughs> That's rude, though. <laughs> I thought you... <laughs> yeah, it is rude. I'd um, be like, hey, bro, I came for a nice nighttime drug gonna just, picnic. like, have a nice chill, high time. Drug picnic. And you're trying to fuck and over here. you're trying here. to fuck over there. But then they meld into one person. They become the real beast with two backs. Oh. hey You think they're, um... You think they're uh, connected down there too? I think so. Yeah, it's like a back and forth. They forever were like situation. they seemed like they were kind of dry humping. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, so I would say that when that space time ripple came towards them, I yeah. do think that they connected them the, down the there. The genitals just became one uber genital. Uh huh. The best genital. Constantly really. engorged. <laughs> We got your labia, we got your clit, we got your glands. Like, it's just all... It's all in constantly engorged, unable to finish. Yes. One testicle is over there. One testicle's over there. But, you know, it makes a nice testicle sandwich. Uh-huh. Mmm. Mmm. Testicle sandwich. <laughs> now I'm thinking about Launchpad McQuack's testicles, and I'm very upset with you. Well, they're inside of him. Well, they're very furry, though. Furry? Feathery. Feathery. Are they... Oh no! Now I'm. Do bird test? No, no birds don't have. They have a cloaca. They had okay. Oh. So Launchpad McQuack has a cloaca. Now that I kind of picture his pelvis, going back to Launchpad, if we're if we're starting that conversation again, we he, are. He does have a very wide, like the pelvis is very small, it's got a wide set, but it is very wide. Yeah, set. the cloaca situation. <laughs> That facial expression doesn't translate into this audio media. I mean, they know. The audience know what I like. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's wide open. <laughs> it's there, baby. Because it peek in. It's there for the taking. Oh, boy. By Ma Beagle. <laughs> and there's the fan fiction. <laughs> there it is. That's the ship. Uh-huh. Gosh. Oh, okay. Did you ever find it disturbing that Launchpad worked for Darkwing Duck and Scrooge McDuck? Why would I find that disturbing? I don't know. It's just like, did he lose a job with one? And then move to the other? And then move to the other. And how did that situation Are they related? Go? Who? They're all ducks, my bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, the all. They're all ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I can't argue with that. That's a good point. <laughs> Can we finish this fucking episode? Okay, okay. okay. So Mulder and and uh, oh man, um, Mulder and Scully meet into the desert, and yeah. she says, "There's no way to fix you without maybe killing you." And they have a very tender moment where she yeah. says, "I'd kill you, kiss you if you weren't so ugly," and um, that's not nice. That's not nice at all. <laughs> And then uh, he gives her a handful of sunflower seeds and she wistfully leaves. 
And then he, there's a scene, a long scene of him where he's just moving his mouth really slowly. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Just moving it around real slow. Uh Uh-huh. And then the gas station. The gas station's back. Is back, baby. Uh-huh. Is better. Remember, it burnt down. And they shot the guy in the head, but and he's the, alive. Because he was in the floor. Uh-huh. But he's he's back. And then she said, hey, this place burnt down two days ago. He's like, I think I know if that happened. Yes. Um, and then she's like, oh, okay. And then she realizes that everything is reversing. And then the uh, Maverick grandma, she got back to her body, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh-huh. And she's serves a fate we don't know about. Uh-huh. She's and not a pilot anymore. Two kids in the desert, they unfused. It finally got to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We don't well, know. Well, we don't know. Because um, their friend was kind of a cock block. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> We said it's rude. They were fucking. There was okay. Well, what's more rude? Is it more rude to fuck with your friend there, or is it more rude for your friend to prevent you from fucking? I would. I would prevent if I was with a couple, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna fuck. We're over gonna here. smash." I'm gonna Sorry. be like, "I'm gonna go home. Why am I fucking here? Uh-huh. I don't want to be part of your outdoor desert." Cake. Well, that's the polite response. Oh, it's. You don't want to say, hey, don't fuck right now? Can or you, you don't want to, like, just, yeah, like, just pr- get right in there and prevent the fucking. <laughs> hey, I want to have a picnic. Move over. Move over. We're having a picnic. Uninsert. <laughs> Remove it. <laughs> Remove yourself from them, please. Uh, anyway, okay. Mulder, they decide to go back to the exact place at the exact time, and everyone's there together. Uh-huh. Some other stuff happens, but no one cares. No one cares. The UFO comes back. And unfuses them, uh-huh. and no one remembers. And none of it happened. And none of it ever happened. This is okay. This is the first ending to an X Files episode that's made me want to scream aloud in a long time. Because <laughs> it basically the idea is like everything's reversed, but they didn't go back in time. No, but it's reversed, and none of them remember the previous two days that actually happened. Yes, and everything about that is confusing to me. So does that mean the whole world went back? Two no, because they didn't go back two days. So they just don't remember. And he's wearing different clothes? Yeah, he is. And then they go back and his apartment's still changed? Wait a minute. Did you not remember that? Yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, and it's like, none of this makes any fucking sense. I miss the X-Files, Alice. <laughs> it's bad. It's very bad, though. Okay. I don't want to talk about it no, anymore. No, let's, let's rate this. Yeah, because we really talked about the X-Files for a long time. <laughs> Allison, so we've been talking about 44 minutes, and about 40 of those minutes have been about Launchpad McQuack's <laughs> cloaca. <laughs> Just like it should be. <laughs> I'll straight this fucker. I ran on a spooky scale. One is I will have a good nap. Five is I'm never going to sleep again. I don't remember this episode at all. I'm going to give it a negative seven. Okay. <laughs> really skewing the graph. <laughs> On a rage scale, it goes from one, which means, hey, great app, good work, bud, uh, all the way to my struggle part three, which is the worst yeah, episode we've watched right. to date. It was very bad. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. It's bad. It was bad. Um, I will say Mark Snow did some uh, bang up work in this episode, <laughs> by which I mean, <laughs> fuck off, Mark Snow. Mark's knows the real hero in all of them. <laughs> Just a lot of like bop 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 Just body swap. <laughs> jangly goofy piano oh, music. Oh boy. Allison, uh-huh. Are you ready for a personal X-Files 
colon, Chicago edition. I'm so ready. Is your body ready? Put it in me. <laughs> and then fuse together <laughs> and make one big genital. You know it, baby. That's us. <laughs> one big genital. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Because we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Allison, Chicago. Yes. They say that in Chicago, you can tell the tourists because the tourists look up at the mm. big buildings. Mm-hmm. Now, I was a tourist in Chicago, and I did look up, but it was not at the big buildings. It was for Mothmen. Mothmen? Mothmen in my Chicago? Is it more likely than I think? It is! Yay! People keep seeing Mothmen in Chicago! That's the article's name. Yeah. This comes to us from vice.com. I like the subline. It's what's the deal? What's the deal with that? What's the deal with Mothman? What's the deal with Mothman? Get in my car. Let's get some coffee. Is he a moth? Is he a man? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was a normal sunny night for John uh, Armitreo. Sure. Working a Friday. Wow, sh- you did that real bad. What was his name? Army. Amitrano. Amitrano. Cool. I don't know how to read. Allison, how dare you? (laughs) Carry on. It was a normal summer night for John blah, blah, blah. Working a Friday shift as security for Chicago's popular Logan Square hangout, the Owl. (gasps) I went there. Oh, cool. Did you know Chicago has um, a bar and at 10 o'clock they do turtle races? What? <laughs> That's amazing. And you can bet on the turtle. I want to. And they're his pets. Oh my god! <laughs> and they have beautiful names. Okay. But this is the owl. Okay. But when we went outside, he saw something odd. I saw a plane flying, but also something moving very awkward underneath it, he told Vice. It didn't look like a bat so much as what illustrations of pterodactyls look like with the slenderness of its head and its wing shape. I know what birds and bats look like. (laughs) I know birds and I know bats. And this ain't either. This thing didn't have any feathers or fur, and it didn't fly like anything I've ever seen, like a bird or a bat, because I've seen both. Those are the two things I'm familiar with that fly. (laughs) Bugs? Don't know, (laughs) but Never heard of them. Uh, Armatrano... Added that... Was that right? No. Sure. Well, blah, blah, blah. Added that the thing he saw, which, according to him, had muscular legs, oh. so it ain't lodge fat, <laughs> a jutting tailbone, oh. and human-like shape. Excuse me, Mothman. Call me. <laughs> Buddy. Flew in a strange swooping motion, undulating oh. up and down. Undulating. This is very sexual. I think that's the first time I've seen the word undulate written down. It just makes me horny. <laughs> After it flew away, he retrieved his phone from the charging the bar and texted his girlfriend and close friends what had happened. I remember, this is the worst time in the world to have my phone charging, he laughed. Because he couldn't get a picture. Because he knew it wasn't a bird or a bat. And it was undulating. (laughs) It had muscular legs. What this guy saw that night was one of 
55 reported Chicago area sightings of a flying humanoid in 2017. Accounts have varied from a large black bat-like thing with glowing red eyes to, quote-unquote, a big owl. (laughs) Just a big owl, you guys. Well, that's not, I mean, that is a bird. It is a bird. But this guy, he knows his birds. Yeah. Um, Or something that resembled a gothic gargoyle or a mothman. (gasps) Most eyewitnesses spotted the being in flight, but some particularly disturbing reports detailed it dropping onto hoods of cars, peering through windows, excuse me, and swooping down at bystanders. Jesus, this Chicago mothman's very aggressive. He's quite aggressive. Um... The alleged Mothman has captured the attention of the city from local art media, media articles and rap songs. What? What? To Halloween costumes and countless speculative Facebook groups. Wow. Wow. Uh, so there's an expert who is who is writing about these sightings. Uh, his name is Strickler. According to Strickler, these Chicago sightings are unlike anything he's seen in his de- decades investigating the alleged flying humanoid sightings. This group of sightings is historical in cryptozoology terms. For one, it's happening in an urbane setting. I think. Urbane? Urban. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Right? No. What? It it's isn't? not the same thing. Urbane and urban? Nope. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> but they're spelled the same way. No, they're not. No. Urbane oh. has an E on the end. I was just putting some stank on it, okay? <laughs> but you turned it into a different word. And then word. I accidentally turned it into a different word. Uh, it happened in an urban setting for the most part, and that there were so many settings in one period. He added he believed there are at least three flying, flying wow. humanoids around Chicago. This is Mothman and his buddies. And then two of them are fucking, and he's sitting there, like, with his thumbs up his butt. <laughs> Fucking dick in his hand. Three flying humanoids around Chicago due to the varied location, the concentration of sightings in certain neighborhoods, and the small differences in eyewitness Ooh. testimonies. So it's more of them and not, you know, a bad human memory. Hey, you know? Okay. Anyway, we'll, uh, the, you, you gotta see the, there's like Chicago Mothman maps you can get now to see where the sightings are. He's, he's, he's out there. He moved buddy. on from West Virginia. He did. He's in the big city now. He's eating those hot dogs. He likes the pickle. He hates ketchup. <laughs> okay. It's time to do predictions. Yeah. Do you remember who the fuck predicted you last predicted time? You predicted last I? time. Yeah. I probably didn't get anything right. Did I don't I? think so. All right, let's say no. Do you remember what points we were at? No. Should we start again at zero? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Retcon zero zero points. <laughs> Sorry, Gibbs. Sorry. Sorry, anyone who was paying attention, not us. So it's your turn to predict. Okay, right? yes. It is my turn to predict, and I will do that. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Oh no. Uh oh. Guess what? It's a holiday special. Oh. No. Yes. Allison, season six, episode six How the Ghosts. Stole Christmas. Yay. I know a little bit about this episode. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay, well, it's a Christmas episode, so I'm not getting any points for that. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to say it's about Scully's family. Because last Christmas episode was about Scully's oh, yeah, family. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So maybe this one's also about Scully's family. Okay, half point for Scully family. Uh-huh. And then I think maybe, um, obviously there's ghosts. Yep. Uh, maybe it's the ghost of someone she knew and loved. Charlie Scully? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, her dad. Did her mom die yet? No. no. Her dad. Yeah. Maybe her dad? Yeah. Okay. So the ghost is part of, is someone she knew. Yeah. And it's about family. Yeah. Done. Good. Done, 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 Good. done, done. Good. Allison, our episodes are mediocre at best. Uh-huh. How can the space cadets tell us how mediocre they are? Well, if you want to tell us to our email faces, uh, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out, D-O-U-B-L-E. Uh, you can tell us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram exactly what you thought of us at Double X Files. You can tell us on Tumblr uh, how much you think we're mediocre at fuckyeahdoublexfiles.tumblr.com. Um, you could write us a review. Yeah. Uh, and give us a mediocre level of stars. But now I reiterate, if you masturbated to an episode and oh, finished yeah. and finished, uh-huh. you have to give us five stars. I think this might be an episode where at least one person with a duck fetish. With a, duck fetish, <laughs> with a specific launch pad McQuack fetish. We'll, hey, we'll get you there. Sure. Rick, we'll do. Every episode we're gonna get around to someone different. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry is it your kink this time maybe not try next time we'll get there hey if you want to write us an email and let us know we'll work it in oh my god if you have an incredibly specific kink email us please email us we won't, it's not like funny haha we're not gonna no. make fun of you we're gonna just say just, sexual things about it we're just it. gonna incorporate it into an episode and we won't say your name we won't say your name but you do have to give us a five-star but review. if yeah if it does it for you you do have to give us uh-huh. a five-star review and, and that is important um allison if the space cadets have listened to like every episode of our podcast mm-hmm. and they're like this is okay i don't know why i've spent two days of my life listening to all this what's a better podcast to listen to oh you know what uh, why don't you try this one coming soon to an ipod or ipod like accessory to you a new format of an old favorite in musty tv prestige I'm Liam Sr., and I own many different mahogany bookshelves. I'm Josh Phillips, and I wax my floors nightly. And we are experts in all things prestige, but especially television. Some people think the golden age of television is today, but it's existed for years, decades even. And we will look at every episode of a very real television show and explore it, live it, breathe it with you along for the ride. These are all very real shows, and we're not making everything up. That's a guarantee. And don't try to find them whatever you do, because you won't. Seriously, seriously, don't try to find them. Seriously. Every other Thursday on the Major Cast Network, or wherever you get podcasts. For now, enjoy Musty TV Prestige. Stay tuned. Yeah, that's a much better podcast. Yeah, that's way better. Oh, my Dang. God. Um, that it? That's it. That's it. We forgot how to podcast there for a we bit. We did forget a little Oopsie. bit how to podcast. Well, thank you, Soisky. That's just sticking with us. Next time, we'll probably not be better, but, you know. It'll be us. It'll be an adventure.
Yay. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. What do you think Gyro Duck is working with? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.